Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. A lot of stuff going on over the weekend. Where should we start, I suppose? Uh, right about here, I guess. Um, the big balloon. Yeah. Well, we got the uh, uh, Chinese spy balloon that traversed the nation unimpeded. Our military did shoot it down off the coast of South Carolina. Again, not until after it had already swept over the country here. And there have been a lot of revolving takes. I can I can go through the basic uh, nuts and bolts of what you need to know uh, when it comes to the Chinese spy balloon. Uh, here, so, so basically this thing uh, was known to be entering U.S. airspace on January 28th. January 28th. We didn't find out about it until, what, last Thursday? Correct. Because a local news outlet in Billings, Montana said, hey, what's that up in right. the sky? And then it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's been this uh, Chinese spy balloon floating over. Uh, the Northwest into Canada, and then now into the uh, uh, now 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 it's 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 heading south, uh, and it'll be there for a couple more days yet. Um, and everybody thought, hey, well, that seems like a problem. And they said, well, don't don't worry about it. It's not that big. It's it happened three times under Donald Trump. No, it didn't. Uh, fact check on that. Yeah, it didn't actually happen. There there was no uh, after the fact. After the administration was over, after Donald Trump left office, apparently the Pentagon was saying, oh, yeah, we had spotted it near Hawaii or something like that. Like it, it made a, uh, I guess in Joe Biden's words, a minor incursion into U.S. airspace, but it didn't float across the freaking country over nuclear silos. Dude, we knew it was a spy operation. We knew that. Yeah. And then it's like, well, what are we going to do about it? I don't know. It is a pretty good-looking balloon, I guess. You know? We could get some theme on there. Well, it's not red. red I know that China's colors are red and yellow, but that one's white. So I don't think it's one of their official ones. No, you shoot it down! It's a weather balloon. That was my favorite. Yeah. Just a weather balloon. They're just monitoring the weather pattern. I thought it was interesting, too. Because when Republicans were saying, and not just Republicans, but when chiefly Republicans being the loudest, uh, saying, "Hey, we got to shoot this thing down," <clears throat> everyone was like, "Well, all the left, all the lefties were saying, well, you don't want to injure people, and you don't want to, uh, you know, antagonize China, and you don't know, blah 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 blah." You blah. don't want to anti. They're putting a spy balloon. And floating it across the United States. Well, we don't want to get in trouble. We might make them angry. Are you friggin' kidding? Yeah. What is that? And, and then you they turn. And then they turn around and blow it out of the sky on Saturday, and everybody's like, "USA, USA!" <laughs> like, well, yeah, okay. This is like locking your door after a kidnapper came in and took your wife and kids. Yes. <laughs> I like the fact we're sending out the boats to get the black box so we know what they were doing. Yeah. It was in real time. They were sending this stuff back in real time. Yes, I understand it might be something you could learn about their technology. And some people were saying, well, you know, by letting it float all the way across the United States, it gives us more time to monitor, well, to learn. That. 
People are not buying this. They're just not. Gives them more time. Yeah. Well, and especially when you're over Idaho and Montana. It's pretty sparse. I mean, you can drop that thing with very little chance of anybody getting hurt. I mean, that's been talked about a lot. It is just another example of this administration and our current defense acting like whiskers. I don't know how else to yeah. say it. You got Lloyd Austin and Mark Milley, the the same crew that are out there, the way they, you know, the way they handled Afghanistan, you think back to it, it's like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. It was not only cowardly, but it wasn't very smart. Remember when Millie is up there. There was nothing in the intelligence that said that uh, this Afghanistan uh, military couldn't stand. No, every report said it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Three jamokes with zero military experience called that one, dude. Yeah. It's it's embarrassing. And it it makes you a little worried for the security of the country, oh, honestly. Yeah. Like, how much does China really own us as far as the leaders of this country? Mm-hmm. And by the way... Quick detour. If this were Trump, okay, I know we play this game sometimes, and it was Don Jr. that had the reported relationships with the Chinese government and making money off of them, could you imagine what the narrative would be right now throughout legacy media? He would be impeached already. There's a really good chance of that. There's no question in my mind he would have been impeached. Yes. The president is compromised because of their... Making money off China and the relationship with the Chinese Communist government, blah, blah, blah. Man, media doesn't even touch that. It's unreal. There would have been a commission. It would have been broadcast every day, the hearings. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, it's frustrating to watch this. And, and Biden said what? I oh, told yeah. him to shoot down the balloons on uh, Wednesday? Yeah, over the weekend. Yeah, he came out and tried to act like Billy Badass. I mean, come on. Who, who actually believes this? Anyway, here's what Joe Biden said. Okay. When I was briefed on the balloon, I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided without doing damage to anyone on, on the ground. They decided that the best time to do that was it got over water outside within our within 12 mile limit who's the commander-in-chief exactly right. well i wanted to but they, they said uh, you couldn't do it who's in charge what do you call him david president bystander yeah, he's president bystander everything happens around him not because of him hey they successfully took it down and i want to compliment our aviators who did it and we'll have okay i'm sorry man and this isn't to <laughs> to downplay anything but shooting down the balloon, to me, doesn't seem like this great achievement. Like, anybody could do that, right? <laughs> I don't know about anybody, but we couldn't. Okay. <laughs> just saying, not everybody. I mean, how hard is that? I mean, yeah, he's a skilled Air Force pilot, yes. I mean, yes, we have yeah. the best and brightest, but this isn't the toughest mission these people have ever right. faced. No, it wasn't shooting back. Okay. And we'll have more to report on this uh, a little later. Thank you. Mr. President, what did you say about China? What's the message to China? You were saying the recommendation from your was from your national security. I told them to shoot it down. On oh, Wednesday. On Wednesday. But the recommendation They from said them. to me, let's wait till the safest place to do it. <laughs> I told them to shoot him down. They ignored me. Right. Yeah. Strong leadership. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so once they said, no, wait, I said, well, okay, then. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's in charge? 
Unreal. Okay, who was else? Another angle to this story, David, yeah. was bad dinner theater actor Cory Booker. Yeah, talking uh, about this. Well, because the new talking point is that Trump let three Chinese spy balloons fly over the country, which isn't true. There were three balloons that apparently briefly entered U.S. airspace. No one knew about it until Trump was already out of office, which in and of itself is a big problem. I want to know yeah. why. Yeah. If if someone in the Pentagon knew about it, uh, they didn't tell anybody. Um, but anyway, that's not stopping people like Senator Cory Booker from spreading the claim that Trump let this happen three different times. No one said anything. This is on uh, Meet the Press. Okay. I, I think what is it's problematic when uh, for Democrat or Republican have one standard for one president and another standard for another president. Oh, this is rich. We <laughs> should remember that this is now known to have happened under the Trump administration multiple times. And so to create another standard for Biden when Trump, it seems, allowed this to go over the United States is just uh, a bit hypocritical. Oh, please, Mr. Tears of Rage. Mm -hmm. Tears of Rage. Oh, yeah. What a clown. Meanwhile, speaking of Biden, speaking of Trump, uh, there's some polling out there. And John Carl from ABC, he's a little just exasperated by it he could barely believe what's going on did you hear this from over the weekend yep this is pretty comical about democrats not democratic leaders who are all with biden it seems but look at democratic voters right. democratic voters only 31 percent in our poll want biden to run again 58 percent want someone else now look at the flip side republican voters and you see, see regarding donald trump 44 percent want him to run again 40, i mean much closer what what how is it that at this point we're at a situation where Republicans are more enthusiastic about a Trump rerun than they are a Biden reelection? <laughs> well, that is not hard to figure out at all. You, you can actually point to tangible successes in the Trump administration. John, you do this for a living, yeah. right? Yeah. You no. can't understand why people have lost faith in this guy over the last couple of years with all the different disasters not to mention the guy can't complete a sentence if it holds near and dear to you that you uh um like to be able to anyway right. <laughs> anyway yeah yeah i don't think i want that guy to run again look at him <laughs> that's, that's... you guys try to cover for him democratic voters even know this guy can't do another four years he's not even going to be able to get through these Holy smokes, man. Uh, excuse me. And uh, what am I doing here? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Nobody knows. Goodness. One nation. Indivisible. Under God. For real. I'm not surprised by that polling at all. No, not at all. I'm surprised it's that high. Yeah. For Joe Biden. I mean, Well, there, there are some people that are still fans. It's beyond me, but, you know, whatever. One other thing on... Biden, you have a clip of him talking about hockey fights? Hockey oh, fights. yeah. Yeah. Well, he did an event about clean drinking water, and we got introduced to a new word from Joe Biden. Uh, he was talking about taking his wife to a, a Flyers game, a hockey game. And this is about clean water? Uh, yeah. Okay. We went to a Flyers game a couple years ago, and the fights, uh, and we're in the Secret Service is in a box and next to us to make, anyway. And there's a, a fight breaks out, and my wife who hates violence goes, "Hit him, get him!" Here, jumping up. The Secret Service looking, where the heck did that come from? 
What a storyteller. <laughs> You're, he really draws you in, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. man. The new Garrison Keeler. <laughs> Hanging on every word. <laughs> yeah. it's, he tales from Lake True into that under depression. <laughs> Democratic voter, you want this guy again? And the feist, uh, and we're in the Secret Service. No, I think I'm good. There's got to be somebody anyway. else, right? And Maybe. a fight breaks out. And my wife, who hates violence, goes, Hit him! Get him here! Jump it no, up! No, it's fine. It, it's time for the home. Okay. Much more to get to. Oh, Kamala Harris. It's worse for her. I don't know if you saw the latest polling on her. We've got some news on her and much more to get to. Coming up right here. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It is not good for Kamala Harris. I think it's safe to say it's over. Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, the, the failing New York Times has this brutal piece out about Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh, and here's the headline. Kamala Harris is trying to define her vice presidency. Even her allies are tired of waiting. Apparently, a lot of Democrats are worried about her being president or the 2024 nominee, uh, and I, it seems like she's about to get voted off the island. The only question is, how do they do it? Um, exactly. They find I, themselves in a real tough spot well, here. Well, they keep saying they're, they're worried about losing a core constituency in African Americans, and I'm like, That's, that is typical rich white liberal thinking, because African Americans didn't like her during the primary. You're absolutely right. She was polling below Pete Buttigieg at one point. Dude, by a lot. Uh, I, I by mean, a lot. I, I mean, so it, it's like you really, they have convinced themselves that if they give her the old heave-ho, that suddenly all the, the, that a bunch of black voters are going to revolt. I don't think many black voters will really even notice or care that much because, well, black people aren't dumb. And these white liberals... Rich white liberals in politics seem to think that black people are dumb. Well, I mean, you look at it this way, though, too. You could see this happening. What happens if all of a sudden she's denounced, depending on who gets what marching orders? The joy reads of the world will cry racism, which might be enough to convince some people that they really had it out mm. for Kamala. Because if you remember when different people were critical of her early on, what was that all about? Mm -hmm. Racism, Racism, sexism. sexism. Yeah. So, I mean, they scream that all the time. Well, they created the monster. Don't bitch about the damage the monster's creating. You built it. Yes. You propped it up and put it there. Well, by the way, I don't know. Have you seen any of the polling as far as a possible primary in the Democratic Party, like in New Hampshire? Dude, she's way back. Because nobody likes her. No, I mean, that's what I mean. It's over. And, and and look, the political consultant class needs to realize that Joy Reid can scream as much as she wants. Yes. But Joy Reid's primary audience is rich white liberals. True. That's it. Yeah. And so maybe they're just more mad about ticking off rich white liberals than they are actually giving a damn about black people. But that's par for the course with the Democratic well, Party. Oh, goodness gracious. Look, 
The Democratic Party has been in charge of helping white people or black people over the last, what, 50 years? That's what we're always told. Mm -hmm. By several measurable stats, it's gotten worse. (laughs) Why? Because Democrats really don't care about helping black people. They just want their vote. They always figure out ways to get it. You see it over and over again. That's fascinating, man. And we got bets on this, too, if you remember, if she's going to make it all the way to the next election. We have to recap that at some point. Yeah, we could do that. I've forgotten what I bet on. It's a wrong one, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. Well, I, you know, I just lost one, actually, starting February 1st, that I said Biden still wouldn't be president. Yeah. So I think you won that one. Jeez. Um, anyway, oh, we got to clear up something that's uh, going on in Florida. Uh, some people are thinking that seniors that live in the villages, you know, in Florida, yeah, are putting colored loofahs on their cars to let people know that they're swingers. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of this. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The, the word is that different colors are supposed to mean different things. So as an example, if you put a purple loofah, on your roof rack, that means you're a watcher. You just want to watch something in a swinging sort of relationship. I don't get it, but whatever. And then if you have a teal loofah, that means you would swing both ways. That you think, man, the younger people in this society, everything's going to hell in a handbasket. These seniors are like, oh, wait, man, we're swinging all over the place here at the villages. But then there are some people... You know, that work there, different <laughs> seniors are saying, well, hold on a second. Okay. This isn't any sort of swinging thing. Uh-huh. Okay. You don't believe it, David? No. You're I, like, okay. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's not about swinging, you heathens. It's about who's holding heroin and who's holding cocaine. Th- that's not it either. Okay. It's, it's something very simple. Just want to know where your car's at in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> like putting a ribbon on your luggage. Yeah. Wait, I'll tell you, man, somebody had an awkward night. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, you're like, you know what, honey, if we put the teal loof on, I think I can see it. That way we won't get lost anymore. <laughs> all right, let's put it on there. Holy crap, why are all these people coming around? (laughs) Gerald wanted to come over and play something he calls bumper cards. I don't know what that means. Poor people, man. Uh, Okay, much more to get to. Um, the, The spy balloon. This is insane what's happened over the weekend. The latest, straight ahead. Martha Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Martha, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer. Scott Robbins. Um, question that's been in a lot of people's minds over the last few days. Imagine, Mr. Speaker, a world without balloons. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> what would it be like without Chinese spy balloons just oh, floating right. across the United States? There's one less balloon in the world now. Oh, sure no. is. Pour Hank one Johnson, out. congressman from Georgia, everybody. <laughs> yeah, pour one out for Hank Johnson. You know? Yeah, 
That's update been the big talk, him. the Chinese spy balloon. Yeah, so there was this spy balloon that floated across the United States. As soon as it got out to the ocean a couple miles, uh, the Air Force blew it up. Uh, and a lot of people, and not just Republicans, are saying, why Why did you wait so long? Honestly, why did you wait so long to blow that thing out of the sky? If nothing else, to send a message to Beijing that you can't just do this. Keep track of your damn balloons and get the hell off my lawn. We're supposed to have this big meeting, right? The Secretary of State Blinken's going to be meeting, and all of a sudden, hey, we're going to send this balloon over. And basically, China is saying, what are you going to do about it? Right. So and we sat on our hands for four days. Yes, we did. Uh, actually, it was longer than that because it first entered U.S. Right. airspace on January 28th, and they thought that no one would notice, I guess, so they didn't yeah. acknowledge it until the newspaper, what is it, the Billings Gazette, noticed it and said, hey, what is that? And they said, oh, yeah, nothing big, just a Chinese spy balloon. Um, Leon Panetta, the guy who headed up the CIA and the Defense Department under Barack Obama, is not a fan of how Joe Biden handled this spy balloon. He says, well, they they should have shot it down while it was over Montana, not wait several days. Right. That bothered me that uh, uh, that it was allowed to uh, transverse the uh, uh, entire country. Uh, and, and for that reason, I think it probably would have been well for, for the president uh, to to have been transparent with the country uh, about what was happening here. If he made the decision on Wednesday to shoot it down, uh, I think that should have been made public. Uh, it would have prevented some of the criticism uh, that occurred later. Uh, and the American people, I think, are entitled to know uh, just exactly what our adversaries are up to. Well, sure. But doesn't it give you pause as far as China's relationship with different members of Congress? Sure it does. Different people in the administration. Yeah. Yeah. How their money is into everything, how they're into universities all over the United States. But how that continues to happen. Yes. Well, again, we had a dude on the intelligence committee that slept with a Chinese spy. Yeah. Had a Chinese spy in Diane Feinstein's office for how long? Can I just tell you, if the folks at Macy's have any stones at all, the next Thanksgiving Day Parade, there's going to be a giant (laughs) balloon, a Chinese spy balloon being tethered. That's true. If they have any stones at all, and they probably don't, but man, that would be great. I I can't wrap my head around the fact that the most well-funded, efficient military the human race has ever produced was paralyzed by a balloon. Yes. That's well, crazy. it's paralyzed by the people that run it. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that's all by design. That's what's honestly terrifying. Because you wonder why. And you you can only guess what the answer to the question is. But you have at least better than half of the country that would never believe it. They would think you're a kook for even suggesting. Oh, absolutely. It. Yeah. But, but I think that's like part of the challenge. Think about it this way, too. Then we'll move on. I had this thought over the weekend. Just been about three years ago when we started hearing about the virus coming out of China, right? And the, the whole deal with COVID. So think about, you know, April, May of that year, once we knew what happened. And you were to say, hey, in the future, China's going to have a spy balloon that's just going to float across the United States. Do you think we'd allow that to go on for like three, four days? Mm-hmm. You would say, absolutely not. No. Are you kidding? They're still not held accountable for what they did with freaking COVID. That's like something just forgotten. 
Like, oh, yeah, that's out of the news cycle now. No worries. I know yeah. it upended a bunch of people, killed some people, and ruined a lot of lives. But, hey, it's okay. Let's move on now. They're, they're not our adversary. No. What are you talking about? It, it's absolutely nonsensical. Okay. You know what it's time for? Something we do on the show every day about this time, because we're always looking at all these stories. You know, across news, maybe not the biggest story of the day, but certainly caught your attention. David, today, what's your story? Well, uh, the state of Texas saw some ice and snow last week. It was really bad in Austin, where the power is still off for a bunch of people. But the power outages all seem to be really concentrated in the city of Austin, and for some, it'll be another week before the lights are back on. So I, I know this is a hyper-local story, but here's the, the takeaway. What happened? Liberals happened. What do you mean? I know that sounds crazy, but let me walk you through this. This okay. is what happened. So in 2007, the city changed the tree trimming policy because a bunch of people were mad that the city was butchering the trees near the power lines. Don't cut the trees back so much. Uh, well, they weren't killing the trees, No, right? they were just trimming the trees back. But, but in the city of Austin, we're very proud of our tree canopy, and we need to not take advantage of Mother Earth. Did so, someone actually say tree canopy? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's the tree <laughs> okay. canopy in, in the city of Austin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so they stopped being so aggressive, and in fact, they gave people the right to refuse tree trimming altogether. So if you have a tree on your property that's like near the power lines, you could tell the power company, not not trimming my tree. Okay. Well, in 2019, Austin Energy said, hey, we got to get back to business here because the power could fail. If something comes through, there are way too many branches hanging over or near power lines. This is not safe. But they were so far behind the schedule, they still at this point need another three years just to get back to the normal schedule to keep up with everything they're doing now and then play catch-up with everything they've missed since 2007. It's going to take another three years. And they were so far behind all of that, so then you have a bunch of overgrown trees that get a ton of ice accumulation, and they took down a bunch of power lines, and now people are going to, in some cases, be without power for a total of two weeks. (laughs) Wow. But we had to save the trees. We love the environment. We love the environment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm not an arborist, all right? Not going to pretend to be, but that's part of keeping a tree healthy, too, isn't it? Well, trimming it up, yes. And well, it's also part of keeping your neighbors from freezing. I, I know that. <laughs> I get that. I'm just saying as far as the health of a tree even. I'm trying to look at it from their vantage point. Golly. I'm prune that thing, man. Or Sarah McLaughlin in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, what's your story today? Well, this one is uh, rather interesting because it came from Chelsea Clinton, believe it or not. She took to Twitter to tell us what we imagine she assumed would be a very heartwarming story. Although my BS detector is now at 10% and it only goes to 10. Here's what she tweeted. I love New York. Just was in a cab with the same driver from more than a dozen years ago. We recognize each other, even though we're both wearing our masks. (laughs) He took me to my first wedding dress appointment with my mom and grandma and best friend. What a warm encounter on a freezing day. I'll take things that never happen for a thousand, Alex. (laughs) First of all, Chelsea Clinton was not in a cab in New York. Knock it off. 
She's hailing a captain. Yeah, the president's daughter. Okay, there you go. Okay, that's pretty good. Ah, gosh. And see, they had their masks on because safety first, you know. Well, my story is also about New York. Okay. And I, you know what? This isn't the only time today I'm sure we'll talk about this. It's just, it's amazing. Um, saw it at Fox that you have some of the people here illegally. Yeah, in New York. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they now want to go and are going to Canada. Do you know why? No. Because of all the drugs and the homeless people are making life unbearable for them there. <laughs> they came to America seeking a dream. They heard it was easy to get in. They got here. They get to New York. And they're like, forget this dump. I want out of here. I wish I was back in Guatemala. How you know, about the Americans that are trapped in this hellhole? <laughs> do, do they not get to go to? You know, you know that's it's funny too because of uh, Canada's fairly strict immigration policies. They're going to look at those migrants and say, "Oh, that's sweet. How about no?" Right. Oh, there. This uh, there were quotes. There were two different stories. One from Fox and one from the New York Post. Um, and yeah, these migrants said that you know they're not pleased with life in New York City. Uh, one Venezuelan migrant told the New York Post, the military gave me and my family free bus tickets. You know, I'm going to Canada for a better quality of life for me and my family. Another person here, illegally, said he was kicked out of the Rowe Hotel near Times Square. And then he was sent to a homeless shelter in Brooklyn. He said, I, th this is terrible. <laughs> You know, the, the the food's not very good. It's the chaos here. I'd rather go to Canada. So there's also this whole scene at that hotel, and people are there trying to run things. They're struggling with domestic violence among the migrants, young people having sex in the stairs. We've heard that before. Uh, there's been fights with uh, some of the uh, people here illegally and the hotel security. It's just an absolute mess. And you had the mayor over the weekend, you probably heard this, stayed at the shelter on the coldest night, basically as a message to the people at yeah. this nice hotel to say, see, it's nice over here. Yeah. It's like a bargaining tool. They're here. <laughs> I don't need to yell. I don't. I understand why you do sometimes, Scott. I know. Just, you don't need to bargain. These people are in the country, see, illegally. <laughs> They're really not asylum seekers. You can boot them out of the hotel. It's easy to do. Well, we don't have the staff. You, think about how much money has been spent on this problem. We're getting into the billions, right? Yeah. Call Jocko Willink. Have him get some of his buddies. Get some seals. Hey, we're going to give you guys 50 grand apiece just to go in there and kindly tell the people here illegally they got to leave the hotel, that there's a shelter a few blocks down. That's where you're going to stay. It's not that hard. Well, just, well, that wouldn't be very loving. What about the unwashed masses? <laughs> well, I'll deal with the problem then. Trudeau Castro is flapping his soup coolers. They could come there. He always, he's said, yeah, they're always welcome here. Not knowing, of course, that was going to happen. Well, we'll see how we'll that see goes. We'll see what happens now, yeah. Fleeing New York City. Coming here from Venezuela looking for a better life. Well, this place sucks. <laughs> I want out. Fleeing New York City sounds like a Kurt Russell movie. <laughs> It's already happened. Yeah, I know. Escape from New York, part four. <laughs> yeah, we've got another one. Okay, all the big State of the Unions this week.
Uh, the prediction of six lies that Biden will tell. We'll tell you what they are, and then we'll keep it score. That and much more coming up ready. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, tomorrow night will be the State of the Union. <laughs> that should be something. No one, not done. Mm-hmm. The history books will note it. <laughs> it should be an adventure, man. Oh, Daddy. Um, saw this at the New York Post. It's a prediction: six lies that Biden will tell in his State of the Union. Oh, good. They'll know they're coming. Okay. And it all makes sense. Like that Biden has reduced the budget deficit by $1.4 trillion. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> That's one of his favorites. Yeah. And, and they go through how he does this. Basically, <laughs> you're going way over budget, but then the next year, you're still going over budget, but not as much as the year before. Yeah. And then you call that a win. Yeah, he counts temporary pandemic era uh, stimulus packages, funding packages. He, he treats that as if they were just normal everyday occurrences in the U.S. government's operating budget, and it's just not. Yeah, in the post it said, Biden's like a school kid celebrating an improved report card because the first semester he got an F, but the second semester he got a D minus. Yeah. (laughs) No one said that. Who said that? The New York Post said that, Joe. Um, Biden inherited an economy in free fall. Oh, yeah. No, he did. He likes to say that. That's, as we know, a lie. Inflation was high when Biden entered office. No, it wasn't. Yeah, the average inflation rate during the Trump presidency was 2%. And in January 21, when Biden entered office, inflation was at 1.4%. 18 months later, that was above 9%. Yeah. The highest in 40 years. Come on, man. You know it's true. Uh, He'll also say, you know, he's brought down gas prices. Still higher. Well, they're creeping back up, too, in case you haven't noticed. Yes, it's expected to rise back to four dollars a gallon. Yes, this year. So no one said that. Who said that? Uh, people that know are saying it actually right now. Uh, number five, Biden will say he's doing all he can to secure the border. <laughs> no, he's I don't not. know how many he people can't believe say that. He will. Oh, we my. got a guy that says it's secure and God. has been saying that okay. we're doing everything in our power. The history books will see. The history books will note. Of course. And that Biden is increasing domestic oil and gas production. No. Yeah. Well, America would have produced nearly 200 billion more uh, barrels of oil last year if not for Biden's war on fossil fuels. We wouldn't have had to release one teaspoon of oil from our strategic reserve. And it goes on. But a lot of people just sort of accept these things because you see them on legacy media. He lied. <laughs> yes, I. that is true. So there you go. Saw this. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was involved in a traffic accident yesterday. Mm. He crashed into a woman riding a bike. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But they said it wasn't his fault because he, she swerved into his lane to make a left turn. You're on a bike. That's pretty risky. Yeah, but... 
I assume it happened in California where people who ride bikes think they own the road. Yes, that that is true at times. No doubt about it. Well, the bicyclist was transported to the hospital. She's going to be okay. Um, apparently, her bike's going to be all right, too, because Arnold actually took it to a local bike shop to get it fixed. Law enforcement said he was in the clear, no crime committed. Yeah. So there you go. I didn't even understand that Arnold Schwarzenegger was still a thing with younger people. Mm-hmm. But in the weightlifting world, he's still an icon. Now my son actually has a big Arnold Schwarzenegger poster in his room. I feel like I'm back in my own bedroom growing up with my brother who had one. <laughs> well, odd. you know, some things are timeless. I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> to each his own, man. Whatever it is. All right. Avoid the punchline. We all did well. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. There'll be a lot of talk about the Chinese spy balloon, or balloons. Yeah. Um, Marco Rubio, he was saying, hey, you know what? This was a message from China. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, I think that's true. Uh-huh. We're going to spy on you, and we're going to see how you react to it. We're just going to fly it right across the United States. Yep. Just to see what will happen. And it is kind of unbelievable that we let it roll for more than four days. Yeah. It was there for over a week, starting in Alaska over the Aleutian Islands and then all the way down. And just as soon as it gets off the coast of South Carolina, it's like, okay, fine, we'll shoot it down. Okay. And again, the reaction from some people was, well, we don't want to provoke them. Provoke them? They just poked you right in the forehead hey yeah. what are you gonna do oh we don't want any trouble it's okay it was probably just like they said it flew off course right it was a weather balloon yeah biden gave him his lunch money and moved on it it is just astounding to me when you take a step back and you think about things like the inflation reduction act and all of that stuff right now the biden administration is convinced that it can control the weather but it can't control a weather balloon that's a great point. That is a great point. Yep. Yep. Uh, so Marco Rubio goes on to say what, David? Well, The uh, existence of balloons is not the issue yeah, here? Because there's this talking point out there where they say, well, yeah, I mean, the Trump administration let three balloons fly across the United States, which is not true. Uh, we would have seen it. We would have heard about it. There would have been articles of impeachment written and delivered as a result of it, had that actually happened. And so you got all these people in the Trump administration saying, we never heard anything about this. Even people who don't like Donald Trump anymore, like John Bolton, is like, "Uh, no, we were never made aware of any (laughs) Chinese spy balloon. Um, It's like there may have been some off the coast somewhere or something like that. 
And anyway, Bolton would have shot it down with lasers out of his mustache. Well, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, he would have. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's yeah. not there for show, by the way. Yeah, I like it's <laughs> a weapon, military grade weapon. Right. I like Marco Rubio's response to this. It's like it's not about the existence of balloons that we're talking about here. Okay, that's not the point. <laughs> the existence of the balloons is not a mystery to people in, in the in, in that field. What what we've never seen, what is unprecedented, and whoever the source was at the Department of Defense would have to acknowledge this. What is unprecedented is a balloon flight that entered over Idaho and, and flew over Montana, over all these sensitive military installations, Air Force bases, ICBM fields, right across the middle of the country. That has never happened before. That is unprecedented. That, that it flew briefly over some part of the U.S. or continental U.S., that's one thing. But what we saw this week, it's unprecedented. And it, that's why everyone's reacting the way they're reacting. We've never seen this. So th- this is no comparison to anything that may have happened up to this point. Yeah, and it's a little hard to take the garbage of, well, you know... Biden, I wanted to do it. I said do it. But then the Pentagon said don't. Well, then who's leading? And two, why not over Idaho or Montana? Yeah. From the different people that are high up in the intelligence world say, listen, the chance of any civilian injuries at all, dropping that balloon in those spaces, you could do it very easily so it's not even close to people. Right. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make sense, especially when they actually did take down the balloon. It was close enough to where people were on the ground taking video of it. Yes. So that whole thing of, like, (laughs) debris falling will kill people. Well, boy, you really, that one really blew up, didn't it? So you really wonder what is going on. Why did we really not shoot it down immediately? And I'm sorry, you, you can say, wow, you guys sound, sound like conspiracy kooks by bringing up, you know, how China's got its money all over the United States. It does. Into Congress, into the administration. And you wonder, okay, why is this not happening? Like, quicker. Now, hopefully in time we'll actually know the truth as to why. Meanwhile, different story out there, and I have not heard this yet, David. I can't hardly wait what you're presenting here. Mm-hmm. An NBC News analyst claims they remember hiding under desks. Yeah, this, this is a bizarre comparison here because new polling shows that a wide majority of Americans do think we need to start taking a harder stance against China. Um, 70% of Democrats agree with that, by the way. So everyone's in agreement except for the people who are in power who are, you know, maybe making a little extra money on the side. And whatnot. Yep. Yep. Uh, on Meet the Press, uh, their analyst, Cornell Belcher, says, well, we need to be careful with that because we might start a new Cold War. Okay, roll it. This was a visual. This is Top Gun. This is Maverick. So the politics of it get, it, get involved in it in a way, and it, and it gets overhyped. But and this is, and why this is the problem? Because, Chuck, I'm a Gen Xer. I remember in elementary school hiding under a desk, right. you know, during those, during those drills. And are we headed for another Cold War? And, and is it necessary? Are we, are we diving headfirst into another Cold War? Hold on a second. Yeah. I'm Gen X. Yeah, I remember doing that. What does that mean? You want to whisk her down right now? Oh, well, we right. don't want to do anything to shoot down the balloon. Right. Are you freaking kidding? <laughs> Holy smoke! With China and where we are, military spending and and Japan. Guess what Japan's doing? Japan is increasing its military budget. Yeah. This is heading in the wrong. This, the politics of this will get us sideways. No, it's not the politics of it. It's the actions of Beijing. Period. And this whole thing of we might be in a or we might find ourselves in a cold war with China. We're already in it, man. Yes, that is already a thing that exists. <laughs> 
And if you don't realize that, then I mean, honestly, you got to get off TV because you are actually too stupid to be trusted to develop to to deliver any information to people. We Who are that, in yeah? a cold war with China. Oh, period. Who is it? What's that guy? Uh, what's oh, his name it's, again? Uh, uh, Cornell. Uh, I can see. Uh, him. Okay. Yeah. Cornell wow. Belcher. Yeah, Cornell yeah. Belcher, leader of men. And yeah. I think you know all this talk with his spy balloon and spying over. Uh, it, we have, I mean, nowhere in the conversation are we talking about China and freaking COVID. No, like that's forgotten. They, yeah, I mean, they, they did that. The other thing, man, even before COVID, I can remember having these conversations on this show saying, "Who is the real enemy right now? The United States is freaking China. Has been for a long time." Yeah. And I think Trump was the first one, honestly. To really ever punch him in the mouth at all. I remember on the campaign trail, when he kept talking about China, and people were like, what's his fascination with China? Gee whiz. And he was trying to point that out at the time. People couldn't quite understand it. And he'd bring it up, you know, we're getting our lunch handed to us by, well, you know. China. China. Yeah. On and on. China. I think we had a whole... China. (laughs) That was my favorite one. Yes. Okay, moving on. Um, David, you have a piece of audio here. And this is... Uh, who is this? Are you, are you talking about Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker? Is that who this is? Oh, because, God. boy, this is quite a clip. So he is trying to get into this uh, battle with Ron DeSantis in Florida. Because J.B. Pritzker actually thinks he's got a shot at being president someday. It's true. He does. Yeah, he does. He doesn't have a chance. No. Of being president someday. That will never happen. No. But he thinks it will, so he wants to get involved in this tit-for-tat with uh, DeSantis, especially over uh, school curriculum, because the schools in Illinois are doing great. Um, and no, they're not. No, no, they're not. Obvi- no, they're not doing very well, unfortunately. And uh, so he was talking about this, and apparently people are choosing to move to Illinois over Florida. What? I didn't know that. What? That, that was breaking news from Governor Jellybean. Where's the receipts, Jellybean? <laughs> All right, let's let's hear this. Well, I think broadcasting our values here in Illinois is good for the state of Illinois. That we are opposed wow. to banning books in the state of Illinois oh God, is guy. something that people ought to know about us. That we are not inter- We're all about <laughs> killing babies and the trans agenda and everything that has parents moving their kids to Texas and Tennessee and Florida, basically. Mm-hmm. That we are not interfering with the education system uh, in the state and the way that a teacher presents you know, their information to uh, their classroom, their kids. Uh- They're not their kids. See, that's why people want to leave. Okay, because they don't want their kids indoctrinated. Uh, you know, that we are, we're lifting up education. <laughs> right yeah, you are. And other states are doing that. And I think that whether we're talking about businesses that are thinking about moving here or people that are thinking about moving here, people are choosing not to go to those states where they're restricting freedoms and instead coming to Illinois where we're protecting them. God, what a load that is. What an absolute load that is. Yeah, it, Based that, on that, what? That's a flat-out lie. <laughs> what states are people moving to? I mean, that's fairly easy to find out. Yeah, it is. And Illinois, on the official census data, was third in the nation in terms of population loss. People moving out. People moving yes. out. It was behind California and New Jersey. 
And like that, yeah, there's nothing based in reality in what he said. None. This is an, a good example of why he will never be the president of the United States. Oh, it, not just corporations. Yeah. Gone. Wow. He lied. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just That's an understatement. This toolbox can get away with that. Yes. A uh, little controversy, I guess, at the Grammys last night. Yeah. Sam Smith. They're calling it a almost like a tribute to Satan. It's so weird. That's uh, dumb. This performance. It's just so. He's in the red yeah, horns. Got, and, I haven't got seen the it. First trans person singing with him, and, and everybody's he's got dressed the dress like devils. on, and you know the whole. It's just. I don't. It's not for me. I understand that that yeah. music is not for me. Yeah. But man, the dude is something about the dude creeps me out. So you watched? I saw the performance. Yes. Okay, how much of the Grammys did you watch? I haven't uh, turned on way yours. too much of it. Okay, because as an old top forty guy, you still have some curiosity. Yeah, and, and there's some stuff I do like. You know, okay, what but, did you like that was on there last night? Uh, Bonnie Raitt was that was fun. Bonnie Raitt. And did she perform? They they sang a song. To, uh, they sang uh, landslide or not landslide, but uh, Christy McVie's song. Songbird, okay. songbird. All right. Anything else you like? Which was good. I like the kid who. What's his name? His name that I can't think of his name now, but he. He dresses rather provocatively too at times, but Harry Styles. Harry Styles, I like him. Okay, I like right. I like that song he has. You I mean, don't sound like a boomer when you say I like that one kid that uh, he dresses well, a little provocatively yeah, at well, times, but he sings real good. Right, exactly. I'm showing my age when I say that. Yeah, but I do have Harry Styles on one of my playlists. Yeah, yeah, I do. But I don't have any and, Sam Smith because he frightens me, to be honest with you. He doesn't. It's lame, dude. But it's like this creepy guy. I don't know what well, it is about him. No, but. it's he's he's a tryhard, man. That's the yeah. thing. Like but trying to be controversial? I, yeah, I think there but are a lot of... we're so numb to that, aren't we? Yeah, I think there are a lot of people who, uh, on the right in particular, who are freaking out a little bit too much about this. Because honestly, I think the best way to defeat Satan is to make sure that he's uh, represented by the crappiest music possible. <laughs> too long he's been winning well yeah that's true that is true you got a point there yeah did you see madonna too by the way dude that that was the most disturbing thing what the Whoa. hell happened to, uh, did did she swallow the chinese spy balloon i don't like, know what happened but her face looks like it's a pitchback now yeah it's wow. if you threw a quarter of this, it would come back at you like at 100 miles an hour it's wow. pulled so tight it's unbelievable i'm glad you guys saw some of it so i didn't have to the, I, the only reason I brought it up, honestly, is because I thought this would be sort of fun to play. I didn't hear anything about Lady, Lady Gaga being there. But somebody did a 40s Western swing version of Poker Face. Oh, gosh. Which I thought you I might want to hear. Yeah. Like a little laugh on a Monday. Okay. Little... I want to hold them like they do in Texas, Hold them, let them hit me, raise it, baby, stay with me. Love, game, intuition. You like it so far? It better than the original, to be honest. Never sounded better to me. I like it. Okay, much more to get to. Um, Childcare is not recovered from COVID. Parents, they're in a pickle. We'll get to that in a news update straight ahead. All 
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, a lot changed, of course, after the pandemic. Some things haven't gotten back to normal yet. Some things have. But I saw this piece, Wall Street Journal, talking about child care. It has not recovered from COVID. So there are a lot of parents that are staying home that would be working if more child care was available mm-hmm. or if it was more affordable. It says there are about 58,000 fewer daycare workers. Wow. Than compared with February 2020. <laughs> That's a little surprising. Isn't it? Yeah. And so, as the story goes, I mean, despite 11 million available jobs at the end of last year, lack of care is one factor. That's just one factor that keeps some people from working. And I mean, you know, you got families saying, oh my gosh, by the time I would pay for daycare, how much money am I going to come out ahead? Is it worth it? Mm -hmm. Now, depending, I mean, it could be if it's more of a rural area, it could be eight grand a year, but a major metro area, 17 grand a year. You know, um, said in the story can be nearly a fifth of medium family income in high cost, large cities. So as a result, moms in those areas less likely to work, which makes sense, you know, and sometimes I think it probably depends on the parents. Sometimes you have the opinion, not that anyone's asking, probably better for the kids in the long run. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, and I, I realize, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have a job where I can uh, provide for the family without having a second income, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm I'm thrilled that my wife wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, at least for the first few years of, of our kids' lives. Cause they're Before a, you crack the whip and say, it's time for you to work now. Well, yeah. Once they're I mean, in school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we ran into that situation where yeah, we're right. wondering, okay, if she's working uh, full-time, uh, is it going to be worth the cost of sending kids to daycare? And it just really did. We didn't. It was kind of a wash. And then at the end of the day, it's like, well, why? Why would we do that just to break even on the cost of of uh, daycare anyway? Yeah. It's like if it's better for the kids to stay at home than just stay at home. Yeah. I mean, if you can do it, man, that's it's a good thing. Yeah, but a lot of people can't. Yeah, but the eleven thousand, well, and, and that's fun. why she just started doing OnlyFans to supplement the income. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I She's I not going to really. tell you. I've paid some money. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> terrible. I'm just kidding. I do the OnlyFans. Yeah, I, I, it's me, <laughs> Mr. Van Camp. <laughs> you know, I got nothing else to say to that. That's good. Or anything else. Okay. <laughs> That's the biggest story of the day. There's nothing else. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David, for real, what's the biggest story of the day? Well, the fallout after uh, Biden finally woke up and decided to take down the uh, Chinese spy balloon that was hanging out over the United States for about a week or two, or about a week, I guess. Um, yeah, so... Uh, a lot of people are saying he did the right thing at the wrong time or the wrong thing at the right time. I mean, it's just it's very hard to keep all of the talking points straight right now because everybody deep down knows that Biden screwed the pooch on this one. But yes, but he's tried to blame the Pentagon. Yeah, which is really interesting. So we'll get more into that. And Pete Boot Edge Edge. It's talking about, well, Joe Biden being historically successful. Man, make sure the gaslighting fuse is lit because we got a plenty to get to. Wow. Fact checker coming up.
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer. Of course, it's Scott Robbins. Okay, so we had the Chinese spy balloon flying over for days. Nothing done. And Biden finally says, okay, once, once it goes all the way across the United States yeah. there to the East Coast, then we can shoot it down. Because the Pentagon said we don't want it to hurt anybody on the ground. Well, Joe said, told him Wednesday to do it. But then the Pentagon right. overruled him. Because Comrade, you know how this works. Comrade yeah. Milley said no. <laughs> Again, you ask, who's the commander-in-chief? Well, okay. I think we know who it isn't. I, it I still doesn't keep, appear to be so. I still keep going back to this idea that what if, because there's a lot about this that we don't know, right, obviously. A lot of stuff yep. that people aren't telling us. Mm-hmm. Is it possible they were worried about something that was on the balloon? Like something, some sort of device or something that would have been catastrophic had it landed on land. I don't know. If that's so, why not say it? Well, that's a good question. Well, because then that would be objectively an act of war. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right about that. Just to say, hey, we're not sure what's on it. Right. That's an act of war. No, 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 no. I'm saying if, well, if they said, yeah, there's, I don't know, a bioweapon on board or a nuke on board or something like that, Mm -hmm. then even the presence of it, that is an act of war. It's time to go to war with China. And they well, if they're going to do that, it is time to go to war. Yeah. Just all these different scenarios don't make much sense. And then Ted Cruz brought up something. <laughs> and I think he's probably right about this, but I also want you to hear it and then get your opinion. To think he's given like a hypothetical here um, as he's on Fox over the weekend. And he said this. Imagine how this would have played out if nobody had taken any pictures of the balloon, if nobody in Montana had looked Mm -hmm. up and noticed this giant balloon, if it wasn't in the news, we know that when the Biden administration knew about the balloon, they said nothing, they did nothing, they didn't shoot it down. And at the end of the day, I think the only reason they shot it down is because it made it into the news and they felt forced to as a matter of politics rather than national security. That's a bad message for the Chinese government to hear. Yeah, yeah pressure came down from his own side biden's own side you saw it happening mm-hmm. saying oh yeah my goodness no different people from the obama administration are out there saying i don't know man should have shot it down yeah it's a weather balloon <laughs> yeah that's it just a weather yeah. balloon yeah <laughs> the, the chinese al roker doesn't know how to do it in the forecast now. <laughs> <laughs> weather balloon <laughs> So they know we, we know early on they knew it was a spy balloon. Oh, yeah, they did. They, well, at first they kind of went with a story that could be a weather balloon. Right. It's almost like now that we have the Twitter files, we know the intelligence agencies knew that the Hunter Biden laptop was not Russian disinformation. They knew it wasn't, but still told people, well, this has all the markings of Russian disinformation. Mm-hmm. They freaking lie. It can't be trusted. So you're just trying to figure out what is really going on. But yeah, this this whole thing's a head scratcher. Meanwhile, Department of Transportation had Pete Boot Edge Edge. Yeah, is saying what? Well, uh, we'll start this way. A new ABC News poll shows fifty eight percent of Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run for reelection. Uh, the AP's new poll shows just thirty seven percent of Democrats want him to run again. So fairly consistent now over a lot of major polls, uh, and you know, take that for what it's worth. Uh, 
it, a lot of Democrats would like somebody else to to be on deck for 2024. Uh, but Transportation Secretary Pete Boot Edge Edge, who may be trying to boot Edge Edge Kamala Harris out of that vice president seat for uh, you know 2024, uh, was on ABC's This Week, and he was asked about Biden running for reelection, and here's what he had to say. Okay, he is an absolutely historically successful president, and I. <laughs> okay. We should have had a trigger alert there for Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> you all right? Even for a liar like him. I want to see that continue. Uh, again, so I got, you want him to run again? Look, I'm, I'm, uh, when I'm appearing in this capacity, I can't yeah. talk campaigns okay. and elections. But let me say this. I'm incredibly proud to be part of this team that he has built and to be part of the results that, that he is delivering. And, and again, we're just two years in. So what he's, been, what he's achieved is extraordinary. And when I see tongues wagging about polls and this sort of yeah. thing, I, I can't help but think about uh, you know, the, the uh, tongues that were wagging in October. One thing this president has done again and again and again, whether it's politically, or whether it's policy-wise, is defy expectations. And it's one of many reasons why I'm, I'm humbled and honored to be part of this team. <laughs> Secretary of Vacation. <laughs> Boy, it does sound like he's jockeying there, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Boy, you know, it's going to get messy, is, man. It's our fault for not recognizing that. Always. It's always our fault. It's our fault. He's doing everything. The greatest president who ever lived. Are you kidding me? Okay, before we move on off of this, I want to, just a quick question. If And I mean this sincerely. If you had to give a letter grade to boot Edge Edge oh. for Transportation Secretary, what would you give him? Incomplete. I don't, I don't, I, seriously, I don't, I, don't know any, I, I don't know anything he's done. I don't know anything he's pushed forward. I don't know. David? Oh, it's, it's an F minus, man. I, again, like you have this job. And you have historical crises on multiple fronts that deal directly with what's in your portfolio. And at every turn, he's on vacation. Yeah. He's not there. Well, it was was paternity leave. Okay. Well, some jobs, sorry to say, some jobs, you really don't get that leave. Okay. No. <laughs> I mean, oh, absolutely not. Then, you know, why, why bother with it? I mean, okay, if you, if you own a restaurant and you're on paternity leave and the restaurant burns down, do you think you're saying, well, let Frank handle it because I'm on paternity leave? No. You go and deal with it. Well, and with all these different crises that have happened, he's not leading from the front. He's not providing answers. It's, it's been pretty bad. I know he meets with people. Airport executives and whatnot, airline executives. Okay. He meets with them. Right. Okay. Ribbon cutting and And celebrations and all of that. The reason I ask is I happen to see the polling in New Hampshire for a 2024 primary for the Democrats. Do you know who's leading right now? Dear God, please tell me it's not Edge. Boot Edge, Edge, plus five. Well, he... He's at 23, Biden 18, Elizabeth Warren 18. Gosh, dang. The burn. Old sandwiches at 15. Listen, this is how bad it is for Kamala. Ocasio-Cortez has her tripled. <laughs> Klobuchar beats her. Holy smokes. Yes. AOC has her tripled? Yes. Golly. Gosh, okay. dang. And I understand that some people would say, hey, you guys, and you, Markley, you sound like you're, you're really 
disrespectful when you talk about, you know, dopey voters that don't know what's going on, especially, you know, these people on the left. Okay, I'll try to do it the nicest way possible. You cannot tell me from the people that answered that poll in New Hampshire that they know what's going on. There's no way possible. No, they can't I, know what's really happening. I, I understand Kamala Harris being way down in the running. But, yes. yeah, Pete Buttigieg leave, leading, I don't know yeah. if that's just like out of all the bad options, that's the one guy who can at least speak in a coherent way? I guess. I, I don't know, man. Well, that's a bad bench. Uh, meanwhile, don't know if you saw this uh, I&I poll saying uh, – Nearly two-thirds of Americans say they're worse off than two years ago. Of course they are. Oh, yeah. Well, and, I mean, you can break it down in a number of different ways. Um, You know, Democrats, 45%, yep, worse off than two years ago. Another 45%, just not sure. 71% of independents say, yeah, definitely worse off than two years ago. And you can break that down by mail. Female, as a matter of fact, females, 68% say, yeah, worse off than two years ago, opposed to 53% of males. So you can figure out what you want from that. Then they go by age range, especially 45 to 64-year-olds, 68%, yeah, worse off. And then you go over 65, 77% worse off. You know, I saving gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's always a great question to ask people. Well, yeah, but they just don't understand how great and historic Joe Biden has been. <laughs> I mean, that's, but that's I mean, true. really, all you have to do is go to the grocery store or pay your electric bill. You're laying more money out this year than you did two years ago. Yeah, but and we have something that. now that we didn't have then. Equity. Okay. Inclusion. Yeah, everybody's yeah, well, feeling the pain. Right, if exactly. that's equity, then okay. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard this yet. You know how nuts it's getting? Did you hear this new Disney Plus cartoon? Yeah. Demanding reparations. Have you heard this? Oh, gosh. Yeah. The cartoon series Proud Family featuring kids singing a song about reparation that America owes to black Americans and about how slaves built this country. Yeah. Okay. This is a great way to get kids to hate the country. Well, that's the Let's whole Let's go goal. to Disney. Yeah. Here you go. This country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First there was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four, Four million, million strong. strong. Fighting for America's freedoms, even though we remained America's slaves. slaves. Uh-oh. You okay, Scott? Golly. Jeez. You're back on Disney Plus, right? No, I just canceled it. Okay. I can't I quickly I canceled it. Yeah, the episode is titled Louder and Prouder. Reviewing the history of Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now again, man, you're looking at people trying to take the whole sixteen nineteen project and say, here is where this gets it all wrong. Not trying to hate anybody, but this is how the false reporting from the New York Times went wrong. It's been debunked. We do want to teach kids history. Don't believe the argument from the left that oh, people on the right, they want to whitewash everything. Then they want to teach about slavery. That is absolutely not true. But with this, poisoning kids. Built this country. The descendants of 
slaves built this country. And we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering. And continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in the systemic prejudice, racism, and white, white supremacy. God, this is on Disney. Yes. Yeah. Holy smokes. Well, also, they also claim in this thing that Lincoln didn't free the slaves. Right. That's in the cartoon, too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's in there. Okay. Well, I mean, I, yeah, because one of them is we freed ourselves is what the their point that they're trying to make. And I just think, well, one, that's just ahistorical nonsense. But then, two, if you had the capability of doing it yourself, then why'd you wait so long? I mean, I, that's the point. I mean, that's where the whole argument falls apart, doesn't well, it? Well, you can't say the truth and say it was white Christians. You can't say no, it. No, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like, I know that's an uh, off-color kind of comment to make, but I mean... No, right. But, but yeah, that's why it's complete nonsense. Did you want to hear more, Scott? Yeah, no. Oh. You got um, the idea? Sure. I, sure, you got That America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Slaves built this country. Not Oh, just indoctrinating, just boom, mm -hmm. boom, 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 boom. We built this city. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. There's there's a lot of work to do. This is why they hate the Santa so much in Florida. God, he's like, yeah, we're not doing that here. That's stunning. Yeah. Okay, uh, David has audio from Don Lemon. Uh, from what I understand, it's one we don't want to miss. Can't wait. Straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, whenever you bring in Don Lemon audio to the show, yeah. I get kind of excited because it's probably going to be ridiculous. Yeah, well, yeah, because he's a ridiculous person. Uh, yeah, CNN's Don Lemon now uh, anchoring the morning show, and apparently there's some tension there because he's a diva. And yeah. the, the two women he works with are extremely upset because he keeps talking over them all the time. It's true. He does a lot of mansplaining on that show, man. Yes, and there was the reports. Caitlin Collins, he was screaming at her after a show. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is about the Chinese spy balloon uh, that Biden shot down after it had already swept over the entire country. Uh, so Don Lemon says, hey, you know, Republicans are just hyperventilating over this. Not, I mean, it's, it's important, but it's not that big of a deal, guys. Wow. Okay. Roll. I thought that producers had smelling salts off of the on the side of the set for Republicans who came on. Oh my God! This is. I mean, just hyperventilating about this. Yeah. It is serious. But if it happened under the Trump administration, they didn't discover it. Isn't that possibly a failure of the Trump administration? I mean, there's so much blame to go around. This is way different than what we think. Don't hyperventilate over it. This has happened before. And this is just sort of an intelligence race or a spying race that both co countries have been going through for such a long time. So hold, just sort of hold your horses and see what's happening here. Yeah, says the guy who hyperventilated on everything. Yeah. And never held his horses one damn time. We're supposed to have our first big meeting with China in a long time. And the lead up, they do this on, pur on purpose, knowing the civilians can see it. It is, honestly, like, what are you going to do about it? That's what they're saying. Yeah. It's like they're dropping their drawers, turning around, slapping their backside, say, get this up. 
What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't you, want to provoke him. You see that? Shooting it down. You see that guy? I think he works for Chinese state media who was saying maybe we were just giving them a balloon like you would to a child. No. Yeah, he did. I are hate, you serious? Yes. Yeah. This is the position we're in, really? <laughs> I thought you were making that up. No. No, he really did. Wow. Okay. All right. That's unbelievable. Oh, um, on a lighter note from the sports world, man, there are a lot of people talking about this and a lot of people upset that Kyrie Irving was traded from the Nets to the Dallas Mavericks. Why? Well, Kyrie Irving has said some really anti-Semitic stuff. And it's part of the black Hebrew Israelites. You know what's really interesting to me? Remember when you had the Covington kids with the whole Make America Great Again hat? Mm -hmm. And it was the old Indian that was playing the drum in the kid's face. And there was the huge outcry, right? Who really caused the problem there? The black Hebrew Israelites. Oh, yeah. You remember media not mentioning that at all? No, not really. Like, oh, what's the big deal? No. Kyrie Irving, oh my God! This guy's a nut! After he refused to get vaccinated. This is going to be interesting to watch. Fall out of all this. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So a Chinese spy balloon just yeah. rolls across the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we didn't want to shoot it down. It could have hurt people on the no, ground. Right. Except when everybody said, well, not Idaho, Montana. There's a lot of different places. You could have shot it down. It would have been fine. It would have been around anybody. <laughs> we'll shoot it off of the East Coast uh, in plain view of onlookers. Yes. That doesn't make Only any when sense. the pressure comes down. Right. Dude, it was like the, it was like this when the shuttle goes up. All these people with their camera video the cameras yeah. on their phones. <laughs> yes. All gathered together. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love seeing it where these people are like, That's our boys, man. Take it down there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I, I, That's exactly. Awesome. But but it kind of rings a little hollow when you say you're worried about people on the ground and then you do it in plain yeah. sight of yeah. people on the ground. Well, and then this just seemed like some sort of desperate attempt to save this thing for Biden, trying to say, well, I told him to shoot it down on Wednesday, yeah. but they wouldn't do it. What do you mean they wouldn't do it? I don't understand that. Well, right. here's the other. When I was briefed on the balloon, I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided without doing damage to anyone on, on the ground. That's the way that works? Mm-hmm. I told them to, and they yeah, they didn't do it. They just went out. Ah, the old man's a lot of gas. Okay, we got this. Don't uh, worry. All right. They decided that the best time to do that was it got over water outside within our within twelve mile limit. They successfully took it down. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry to beat this point again, but it's like any organization. 
there is a leader that has to make the final decision. In this case, who is that? That'd be the president of the United right. States. Yeah, the commander in chief. But well, he wants to push off the responsibility on somebody else. Yeah. I mean, that's like leadership 101. That's awful leadership. Well, this is the same guy that was the apparently lone person who told Barack Obama to not go after bin Laden. Yeah, I think that's fact. Yeah, wasn't it Robert Gates that said he's been wrong on every yeah. single decision when it comes to national defense? Yes. Yes. And I want to compliment our aviators who did it, and we'll have more to report on this uh, a little later. Thank you. Mr. President, what did you say about China? China? What's yeah, what did you say about China? You were saying the recommendation from your was from your national I security. told them to shoot it down. On Wednesday? On Wednesday. But the recommendation They from said them. to me, let's wait till the safest place to do it. Okay. Let's make sure they can gather even more information. And knowing how many times these people have lied, you figure, okay, that's just another lie. Yeah. So it looks like the pressure just came down. I don't know if you saw what Mitch McConnell happened to say about all of it. And I don't think I can do the Mitch McConnell quite as well as David does well, the Mitch McConnell. I've been practicing in front of the mayor for years, Jamie. Doing okay, the then you got to let me McConnell. go first if we're going to do alternate right, lines because that. That, I'm the opening act. You're the closer. Where, well, where, what is this Mitch McConnell thing? I need to find this and pull it up, don't I? As usual, <laughs> when it comes to national defense and foreign policy, the Biden administration reacted too indecisively and then too late. We should not have let the People's Republic of China make a mockery of our airspace. It's the best I got, man. It's not Sorry. bad. It's yeah. pretty good. Well, you got to have the June bug uh, sound effect going on occasionally because I call him June bug McConnell because he always looks surprised like he inhaled a June bug in 1986 and it's been living in his windpipe since then. Yeah, so, constantly looking surprised. Well, I've named him Clarence. Him. <laughs> <laughs> It defies belief to suggest that there is nowhere between the Aleutian Islands of Alaska and the coast of Carolina where this balloon could have been shot down right away without endangering Americans or Canadians. This was a reminder of the People's Republic of China's brazenness, and President Biden missed the opportunity to defend our sovereignty, send a message of strength, and bolster deterrence. Well done, David. For the record, I, I think Clarence the June Bug has been in favor of actually outright bombing Canada. So I think he he and Mitch McConnell are not on the same page about protecting Canada. Yeah. Uh, Scott, I've asked before if you wanted to get into the McConnell games. You hadn't. I feel so left out. But... Do you want to give it a shot? I'll no, give you I, no, I don't think I can. I can't top any of that. Man, I would like to hear you at it's least try. Of, well, give me a line. Um, I hope the president's belated decision to finally do the right thing carries over. It's too much of a line. Uh, I hope. How about I hope the president's belated decision? I hope the president's uh, president's belated decision. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, it's terrible. That's that's Mitch McConnell after going to the old country buffet. <laughs> <laughs> He's weighed down, you know. <laughs> it is. I can't. I couldn't get past the switchboard at the White House. You could, David. Uh, I, I fed Clarence some tater tots at the old country <laughs> buffet. He thought they were delicious. Okay, so uh, we have that problem. 
uh, the crisis at the border, of course, not solved. That just rolls on, and that crisis has gone to New York City. It's been well documented. The yeah. mayor there, Eric Adams, he doesn't like what's going on, saying, Biden, you got to do something. Yeah. Here. It's, it's amazing because uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams actually, he's been trying to get these, uh, get these single male migrants out of a hotel and get them into a shelter that they've set up. And he's, like, negotiating with them, apparently. And one thing he did was he went to the shelter himself and spent the night on a cot. Like, you're not, you're not negotiating. Why are you negotiating with them at all? It's You're either going to go here or you're going to spend the night in a cell, and we're handing you over to federal authorities. Yes, you don't understand how this works. You're not in a negotiating position. Yeah. You're here illegally. <laughs> if we tell you to leave the hotel, you have to leave. Except the thing is, they're not negotiating from a position of strength because they are a sanctuary city and they don't want to work with federal authorities. I think he might actually be violating city law or city code if he were to call ICE or anybody else to come in and help him out with this situation. You You've know what? Done yourselves in. You you know what else they're doing and this is really funny because you know how uh, uh how much everybody freaked out when Governor Abbott in Texas starts throwing these migrants on a bus and and sending mm-hmm. them to New York, sending them to Chicago and all that stuff. Well, it turns out the mayor of New York City is actually doing the same thing. They're not calling it human trafficking in this case. What they're calling it is reticketing. So <laughs> what they're doing is a bus shows up in New York City and they give them a different ticket to go somewhere else. They're Isn't that shuff- called a political stunt? Isn't that a political stunt? Yeah, they're just shuffling people around. That's, yeah. that's what they're doing. Yeah, when Abbott did and DeSantis did, it was a political stunt. Yeah. One of my favorites is some of the people that are there. And again, people that are here illegally, Guatemala, Venezuela, are also saying, you know what? We're going to take the free trip to Canada because, man, this place is a dump. You got so many drug addicts around here and homeless people. Yeah. It's not safe. I want out of here. This is not the land of milk and honey that we've been reading about for years. This place sucks. <laughs> I want out. I want to go to Canada. We'll see how that goes. That'll be very interesting. Um, you, know what, you know what? There is a nice story that I could bring up. It seems like there's been, you know, several just not very nice stories as far as just feel good in your heart somewhere. If you found $15,000 cash, would you turn it in? Yeah. What neighborhood did I find this in? Okay. Usually, David, you're the one quick to say, yeah, I would. I'd do the right thing. Yeah. And it's Robbins to say, well, boy, I don't know. That's a lot of money, though. I, I, I just always figured this is a plant. Just to see if you'd do the right thing? It's like, what would you do on NBC or something? <laughs> Quinones is going to walk around the corner, and I'm going to be stashing in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this woman in Michigan being praised because she returned almost $15,000 that she found on the ground walking to work. How did, well, how did that happen? Well, who, who misplaces fifteen grand? Well, it, I'll just play you the story. You'll understand. Newlyweds gift money from their wedding. Oh, gosh. Some people give cash. Yeah. And a lot of people went to that wedding that gave cash. Looked down on the ground and found a plastic bag that had a large sum of money in it. This doesn't belong to me. I need to call a police officer. It never really crossed our mind to do anything other 
then turn it over. Inside the bag was also wedding cards. So we come to find out that these are gifts from a wedding that had occurred that day. I think it was $14,780 worth of cash. It's okay. I mean, it didn't belong to me. And now she's being rewarded for it. Good for her. Isn't with, that nice? With $15,000? No. Oh, well. The story I'm reading, it's not disclosed, but it's being rewarded. Mm-hmm. And she did the right thing. Yeah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, every once in a while, you want to highlight something like that. That was probably the first fight they had as man and wife, though. Where's the bag? <laughs> I specifically gave you one job. You had the bag. <laughs> well, you imagine that. Oh, God. Getting ready for the first relations as man and wife. Where's the money? <laughs> Where's the money? It's okay. Uh, news update. And... Will they charge movie ticket prices on where you sit in the theater? Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Jen Exer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, so we got trans activism run amok again, David? Yeah, and this is an interesting thing, because anytime you see any sort of sports league or governing body start saying, okay, well, biological males can compete with women if they identify as women and if they've been taking a certain amount of uh, hormone suppressant or uh, additive, um, we always wonder, like, what, where are the female athletes standing up? And they're there. A lot of them are afraid because, I mean, you know what could happen. The uh, mob comes for you. Yeah. And ruins your career. And so it does take people who are big in whatever world they occupy to come out and, and stand against this nonsense. And that's happened now in the, in the surfing world. Uh, Bethany Hamilton. Uh, oh, yeah. She's a champion surfer. Uh, has reacted now to the World Surfing League's rules governing transgender women competing in events. Basically, you just have to be on what testosterone testing for 12 months. And, you, and if you're a man, you can compete against the women. And she put out, uh, she was obviously very nervous in the video that she posted, but put out, I thought, a very thoughtful, well-thought-out response to this, saying, well, did you consult any of the women on the tour? Uh, did you, is that, is testosterone levels really the thing that dictates whether or not somebody is a man or a woman? Like there's more to it than this. And she says, I'm not competing in any of these events. Good for her. Because uh, moving forward, I'm not going to compete in any of this because it's not fair. By the way, even if you don't follow surfing, you may know who Bethany Hamilton is. Correct me if I'm wrong. Bethany is the girl that had the shark like bite her arm off. Yeah, years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, now I, re- I remember. Yeah, now I remember her. Yeah. Yes, I figured if I like, I'm almost sure that's her because I saw the movie Soul Surfer like I don't know 13 times because my kids owned it. <laughs> yeah, she was on my uh, way back in the day. She was on my surfing fantasy team no. the first year I was in. It's the only time you won it. Yeah, it was that year. You traded her. Because, again, you've had really good fantasy teams, and you can screw them up. Future young double-A surfer in return. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but it is good. After she posted this, there probably was some backlash. But there are other athletes, female athletes, who are 
showing support. One of them was uh, Olympic gold medalist a skier uh, Julia Mancuso, who said, I support you. Thanks for speaking up for all women and girls out there. That's what has to happen. NCAA All-American swimmer yeah. Riley Gaines also expressed her Riley support. Gaines, yeah. Yeah. But they all have to bond together. This 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 can change. Yes. They can change this. But yeah. they can't be afraid of uh, the beating they may take. And it will happen. Oh, sure as it will happen. You yeah. know that. What's the story, David, you had on AMC? Oh, yeah. They're, the The movie theater chain is apparently going to be uh, rolling out uh, sightline charges after 4 p.m. So if you want a better view of the screen, you're going to pay more. If you're okay with a uh, less perfect view of the screen, you're going to pay less. So you've got value sightline, standard sightline, and preferred sightline sections. And uh, so apparently they're going to be tiering those prices based on where you sit. And a lot of moviegoers are ticked off, but I think they're trying to make up for lost ground during the pandemic. Hmm. I guess <laughs> if you get there late and it is one of those crappy seats, mm-hmm. I mean, you pay a little less, would you be more incentivized to go? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a while since I've actually gone to a movie theater, so I'm not the right audience for that. Yeah, is that something where you're going to be taking your kids? Because they're not really old enough to go yeah. to movies yet, three and one. But when yeah. they're a little bit older, is that going to be the experience you yeah, want to give them? Yeah, probably we'll go to the movies. But I don't know. I, For me, I just, like, especially after having kids, if I sit mm-hmm. in a dark room for a couple of hours, I'm going to fall asleep. I don't care what movie <laughs> is out there. But it's like, date night, 7 p.m., we're going to go out and sit in a dark room for a couple hours. I'm going to be napping. Okay, is this confession time? Okay. I, it can be. I don't need the confession music. I'll just tell you. you All right. Oh, no. Fast and Furious 7. Yeah. There may have been a two-minute napski. <laughs> is that the <laughs> my, one you got? My eyes got heavy. Yeah. Wow. I'm Wasn't surprised. during one of the chases. No. That was a long time ago. Hmm. But, yeah, I feel you there mm-hmm. from falling asleep during something like that. It. It can happen. Well, I'm waiting for the Disney reparations Mouse House movie. <laughs> well, you know that's coming. Yeah. You know it's coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, I uh, got to go predictions because one of the news stories out there today is that Democrats have lost all hope in Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really no path forward. As far as being president, that's been gone for a long oh, time. Yeah. And now it's even, can she even remain the vice president going into the next election season? And what can be done? Okay. Is she still going to be the vice president in a year? Yeah. In a year? Uh, well, that's a loaded question. Uh, it, it depends on whether or not Biden is still in office. Yes. But if Biden is in office, then, yeah, she'll still be the vice president. Okay. So you're saying that the way this will roll out, if Biden is going to run again, yeah. which we're thinking, man, all the powers that be are trying to send him every message. Mm-hmm. You're not running again, but if he does, he's going to pick a different vice president? I think it's been done before. I think he has to. So There's no help here. Yeah. And so then it will be, well, she has other interests that she wants to pursue. Yeah, they're just going to have to make it really worth her while because you know Kamala Harris would be like, you're stuck with me. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day, David, is... Uh, well, the revolving and never-ending changes to the Chinese spy balloon story. So we're supposed to believe now that uh, three uh, Chinese spy balloons showed up 
over American soil under the Trump administration. But no one detected it until now. No one knew about it, really. Because that, that's what NORAD is saying. Yeah, we, we, we didn't detect it. And we, we basically you found out after the fact, like years after the fact. Come on. They are making this up. They are making that up. Oh, yeah. Just trying to get cover any way they can. Yep. We'll get an update on that. Then, oh, Robbins, you got your big three stories of the day? Yes, sir. Oh, the trifecta as well. Straight ahead right here. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, this makes sense. There's new intel of why we waited to shoot down the Chinese spy balloon. Okay, why is there that? There is? Yes. Oh, okay. It was getting too close to Ukraine. <laughs> Gosh dang it. Babylon B headline. I should have known that, too. God dang it. Yeah, that's what did it. <laughs> the B.I. I'm like cracking up, dude. Zelensky called Joe. Hey. Hey, we need somebody to shoot that balloon down before it comes our way. Oh, okay. No problem. Zelensky's no problem. about to be demanding that we supply him with spy balloons. Of course. <laughs> yes. You were just laughing. Do you have an update on something? I, I do. Okay. So this is this has nothing to do with Chinese uh, spy balloons, but um, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter, the organization, uh, Patrice Cullors, yes. is now... Uh, saying that Joe Biden and other Democrats have sided with violent police forces. <laughs> this is an interview with The Guardian. Uh, well, her own cousin, Keenan Anderson, was killed by the cops. Um, and there's a lot to that story. Uh, mm-hmm. One, honestly, we don't even know if the cops are the ones who killed him. He was high on, on coke. And acting yeah. erratically, resisting arrest, and then they tased him, and then several hours later, he died. Um, so maybe the taser had something to do with it, uh, but uh, look, if you're high on coke like that, if you watch the video of him as they try to arrest him, he's obviously out of his freaking mind. Right. And so, yeah, he had something else going on there. And then she talks about Tyree Nichols who was beaten to death by Memphis police officers. And apparently that's Biden's fault. Hmm. I don't really understand that. Uh, she said uh, in this interview with The Guardian, this movement was able to help get Joe Biden into office, and yet in his first State of the Union address, he yelled, fund the police. They've chosen to side with violent police forces. Oh, God. She's also mad at Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. I guess he didn't do a good enough job of getting rid of those racist roads and bridges. <laughs> is anybody happy with pete boot edge edge anybody no 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 well, she said i couldn't really think about it then but i've been thinking about it now and now he's the secretary of transportation this is a powerful opportunity where he could be helping lead a conversation about what federal dollars could fund programs to remove law enforcement from traffic stops that's not what the transportation secretary that's not in his portfolio oh my gosh and also, in areas where 
you have uh, you have these liberal nut jobs making sure that cops don't pull people over for traffic violations. You right. know what you see? A massive spike in DUI deaths. Well, yeah. That's sure. what happens. People yeah. die. I can't believe they're still talking about defunding the police. Yeah. After the results all over the place. How many more black lives have been lost because of the defunding of police or lack of police force? When she's doing an interview, does anyone ever bring those facts up? Uh, no, because all the jur- just... <laughs> all the so-called journalists interviewing her are, one, on her side, and then also terrified of being called racist. Yeah. Let's face it. If you're going to speak the truth in 2023, you will be called a racist. You or, will. Or a homophobe or a transphobe yes. or some form of being a bigot or whatever. Absolutely. Because those words don't mean anything no. anymore. And the left's done that to themselves. It's ridiculous. All right, Robin, you ready for your big Let's three? Let's roll, man. Let's do it. Are you ready? One, two, look at my It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins trifecta. His top three stories of the day, always helped by Ellis Hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Okay. Hey, Casey, have a good weekend. Um, yes. Good. Okay. I'm ready. Three. Number three. A well. Here. Speaking of uh, of getting cops off patrol in California, uh, there's a prostitution ring moving into a neighborhood right next to a Catholic school. This is unbelievable. Oakland, California. The community there, and I'll just read the article, is in shock after seeing groups of prostitutes and human trafficking victims soliciting outside a Catholic grade school. Guy on the Oakland City Council there, Noel Gallo, said, hey, man, I get this call. And the person close to the school said, hey, Mr. Gallo, I can't get into my home because a pimp is blocking my driveway. Hmm. Oakland Police Department, they say they're going to beef up their patrols outside St. Anthony's K-8 through Catholic School after parents and school leaders have said, hey, we got some women in their underwear walking around trying to get our young boys to pay money to see more. Oh well, I mean in that case open and open and shut case. That is, that's soliciting a minor. Yeah, that, you would think right. That's that's sex offender registry fodder right there. It says that's, every but day. if they were males dressed as women in the same outfits, they could read storybooks to the kids. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And, and you know, part of the problem, of course, is understaffed, which of course they all are right now. Mm-hmm. Well, the, and they say they they've said one of them, the guys who oversees this thing. So another thing, our police the police are in a tough spot because they do have a recently erected bill that prohibits officers from arresting people on the suspicion of prostitution. No, that that's soliciting sexual favors with a minor. That's a totally different ballgame. That's pedophilia. The bill was authored by the authored by uh, Democratic Senator Scott Weiner. Yeah, was aimed at uh, protecting transgender women who Weiner said are disappropriately targeted by the police. And that law took effect on January 1st. Getting back to your original argument, Jamie, yes, they were transgender. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But still soliciting children is not something you can do. No. And Scott Wiener's a nut job. I mean, He's oh my a goodness. nut job. Th- this guy, uh, some of his greatest hits include a uh, bill that uh, doesn't make it a crime to knowingly give someone HIV. Right. Um, 
also getting, uh, well, pedophiles off the sex offender registry. That's right. Huh. He's a bad guy. What is it with the last name Wiener? Do you have to be a complete jackass to have that last name? I mean, I, aren't there any good wieners out there? <laughs> I wonder what piece of audio is getting saved from this show. <laughs> you got all that? Oh, yeah. I think so. You better believe it. Uh, yep. Uh-huh. Here we go. And the countdown continues. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta. <laughs> top three of the day. If we could just find a good... Yeah. Two. Okay. Don't do it. Ah, uh, somewhat related, not to wieners, but uh, no. NBC News reporter says that parents who don't want some blue-haired freak to talk to kids about their genitals and sexuality, well, those parents are backwards. Yeah, this is uh, an NBC, I guess this person that does this is one of the people who gives them information on technology and that sort of thing. But uh, anyway, her name is Kat Turnbarge. So she went to the Twitter machine because she was mad. Parents can teach sex to their kids, question mark? Can parents name every STD and how they're transmitted? I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> now, I don't know anyone who is a parent in this world right now that has no idea how, ter- how STDs are transmitted. Well, it's literally in the name, sexually transmitted Transmitted disease. disease. So it's transmitted sexually. And can you teach them how to, de- how to identify date rape drugs? Can you define pelvic floor? And more importantly, would you? I can, but you and your ilk need to stay away from my damn kids and grandkids, okay? Um, the one question, just to make sure that I understood it right. Yeah. Saying, can all parents name all of these sexually transmitted diseases? That the they way name that was every STD and how they're transmitted. Hmm. Well, I can tell you there may be some STDs I can't name, but I know by definition how they're transmitted. Yes. I mean, you know chlamydia. Yes. Gonorrhea. Heard them all. Okay. The herps. Yep. So you're doing pretty good then. Yep. You got a good start on it. <laughs> three for three. Don't sell yourself short. The herps is going to be an upcoming animated film from Disney. They're going to try to normalize STDs. Meet the herps. <laughs> you and me and STDs. <laughs> now, on with the countdown. Of course, the Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day, up to number one. Number one, a police officer shot and killed a guy who stabbed his canine partner. Oh, buddy, this is Spartanburg, South Carolina. Officers there shot and killed this dude. He was stabbing their police dog during a raid on his home. Oh, no. He was a little dog named Snuggles. No, yeah. that's a different dog. I don't think Spart- this was Snuggles. Spartanburg deputies went into this home Thursday night to serve arrest warrants. Darius L. Holcomb threatened him. Hey, I'll shoot you, he says. He's got a knife in his hand at the time when he said that. So they let the dog loose. Inside, they got the dog. The dog got him into a closet area, and he starts stabbing the dog. So the cops pulled up the revolver, shot him, and killed him. The sheriff's department said they don't have any information on what the warrants were even for, but he resisted, and uh, he stabbed their dog, and that was the end of him. Dogs are going to be okay, by the way. Okay. I was going to say, if something really happened to the dog, I don't think you'd have it in the trifecta. No, I wouldn't, because the dog was fine. But anybody who who does that to a dog, well, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. And there you have it. Yep. Good job, man. Uh, one thing we didn't have time to get to earlier that I can just run by you and see if you agree or not. People are talking about online etiquette rules. Oh, gosh. You just agree or not. Okay. Okay, we'll go through it quick. 
See if are are we being rude and don't mean to be that sort of thing. Um, if someone sends you a meme you've already seen, just ha ha it anyway. Yeah, I do that because if you say yeah, I already saw that, it seems rude. Yeah, it is kind of rude. Yeah, they they sent it to you thinking you'd like right. it. Just play along. I do that all the time with y'all. Tell me some story from Radio Glory days, and I'm like, yeah, I've heard it before, but I just nod along. Yeah. I know, but I can always tell by your lack of enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, usually I can, too. He's wandering. He's, but you and I entertain the crap out of each other, Robin. Constantly. We know all the players. <laughs> <laughs> um, when someone put someone on speakerphone, give them a heads up if someone's with you. Good idea. Yes, you got to do that. I agree. Um, of this, your main dating profile pic can't be a group photo. Yeah. I'm not in that world, never have been. No. I'll just take their word for it on that. Um, you should unfollow your friend's exes out of solidarity. Yeah. Unfollow my friend's exes? Yes. Out of solidarity. Most of the time, I wouldn't even know. The exception, they say, is when it's amicable. They're still friends. Right. I mean, again, it's hard for me to relate to some of this stuff. Yeah. But, I mean crowd i used to run with i think a lot of guys would never do that because they'd be hoping for a chance yeah exactly if they were to be honest right um never facetime someone out of the blue ask first unless yeah. it's one of my, my grandkids i i allow it then but most of the time it is like you need to tell me you're going to do this okay all right but it's okay if it's the kids well if it's one of the grandkids i just usually it's it's goofy one yeah. time i facetime you naked scott and you got to broadcast it to the whole world Man. Yeah. Well, you, were, you guys were just getting to know each other then. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I wanted David to get deal. to know me. Take, take, take a look, look at this. <laughs> People over 30 shouldn't use, what would you call it, Scott? GIFs or GIFs? Oh, like emojis type things? No. Oh, GIFs? Yeah. I don't really use those. What do you think of that, David? You're over 30. Yeah, and I use them all the time. Yeah, I don't, got, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I don't care about that either. I, I don't have a problem with it. I'm not offended by it or anything. Well, this is from BuzzFeed, where I think everybody's under the age of 30. Okay, well. Okay. So, no. The, some of the funniest ones I get are from people over the age of 30. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. Okay, then we're all cool there. All right. I think we're good then, as far as the online etiquette. All right, good exercise. Okay, a lot going on in the world. Um, Chinese spy balloon. <laughs> the latest on that, coming up in a few. And... Uh, Nimrod's in the news. Not disappointing for a Monday. Straight ahead right here. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. So in light of the Chinese spy balloon that Joe Biden let float over America last week, um, we are now being told and we're supposed to believe that on three different occasions, Chinese spy balloons floated over America during the Trump administration. But no one knew about it until now. Weird. We have a fun new term that's been thrown out there now to describe this phenomenon. Where we only discover the existence of Chinese spy balloons after the fact when it can provide cover for the current president. 
NORAD Commander Glenn Van Herk said in a statement, they, don't, they didn't know about the balloons until now because there was a domain awareness gap. <laughs> uh, man, you know, military speak really does rival uh, middle manager and bureaucrat speak, doesn't it? Well, in there's terms all kinds of, of McGurkin in there, man. Absurdity. Yeah. It was a domain awareness gap. Yeah, it's a dag. All right, it's a dag. Everybody knows that. <laughs> not, you know, for the dags. Yeah, it was there. But it's actually a good thing we didn't do anything about the balloon until after it completed its mission because, quote, this gave us the opportunity to assess what they were actually doing, what kind of capabilities existed on the balloon, what kind of transmission capabilities existed. And I think you'll see in the future that the time frame was well worth its value to collect over. So they could collect all the information they wanted. Yeah. Over all of the military sites, already send it back to China, and then say, yeah, we got to view it. What do you think a balloon's going to do? Like the Pong game when we see the UFOs? Yeah, we're just darting all over the place. Well, I, I also wonder, though, because they're, they're, uh, cops and other law enforcement in uh, South Carolina are asking people along the coast, hey, if you find pieces of this, let us know. And I again, I'm like, okay, so you couldn't blow that up over Montana? Because... Like the ocean right. churns and takes yes. debris away. It doesn't make sense. You can't track it. More on that later for sure, man. We got to get the Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. We start in Jersey. Bank robber wore dirty socks on his hands. You know why. Make sure he didn't leave any fingerprints. Apparently, as he was leaving, he dropped the money. Leaned down to pick it up, and then an empty Corona bottle fell out of his pocket. He huh. left that behind, but cops did find his DNA on it. That's what was on it, idiot. <laughs> uh, speaking of beer, beer truck crashed in Santiago, Chile. People immediately started stealing the 20 tons of Budweiser. Yes, sir. And... A 72-year-old janitor was cleaning a holding cell at a courthouse in Orlando. Got locked inside, stuck there for three days. <laughs> it's going to be all right. That's Nimrod's In the News.